Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi taala wabarakatuh and hi welcome to Osim's podcast you're with me Professor Dr Rafida Hanim Mokhta from the Faculty of Medicine and Health Sciences Osim today I'll be talking about a topic which is interesting and yet controversial and contentious but that does not mean we shouldn't discuss about it or hide it under the carpet so what we're going to to discuss today is about LGBTQ okay um in a bigger term LGBTQ falls into the sexual orientation and gender identity issues or SOGI what is LGBTQ stand for now L is lesbian is same sex attraction among women G gay is same sex attraction among male then we have bisexual those who actually have sexual attraction to either male and female to both uh, we have transgenders um those who identify themselves um as a, in a different sex than the sex they are born with or the natal birth sex and finally we have q uh, or spelled as q u e e r or queer um somebody who actually may not fall into the category of male or female they may call themselves as non binary they may actually say that they are asexual or they may say that they are drag queen so these are the um what do you call an expression or an identity or sexual orientation that has been um discussed nowadays and of course it cause a certain commotion a certain polemics because there are religious values and cultural values they are not compatible with this what you call identification or sex orientation now you may wonder why i did not say i or intersex now let's talk about the position of islam and the cultural values of lgbtq In Islam it is clear cut that the binary system of identifying gender is used and that's why we have a certain set of rituals like solah or aurah which is accorded to each male or female now i or known as intersex is actually also known as disorder of sex development or DSD in a um, fake terms or the the islamic term of um intersex is khunsa so uh, what does khunsa means khunsa is actually an ambiguity to determine the sex organ of a person so it is medically proven it is has a medical diagnosis and in islam it has a way or method to deal with khunsa intersex of course encompasses more than khunsa sometimes a person may not have an ambiguity in the sex organ but they have abnormalities of hormone for example congenital adrenal hyperplasia where it may render them uh, to have some gender confusion so lgbtq 
are the um, issues or the um, lifestyles or phenomenon that clashes with our religious values. So, does that mean um, the person who identify themselves as either LGBTQ or have a different sexual orientation does not have basic human rights? Now, this has always been the argument between those who are promoting LGBTQ and the society who could not accept uh, these values. I think the issue is that everyone in Malaysia are guaranteed the basic rights of living, the basic rights of going to school or education, access to health, uh, being employed. But of course, there will be a certain limit or a certain codes of ethics that one must observe. And this does not mean that a person is discriminated. We have law against um, something which is uh, considered an offence. So similarly, in Islam, the act of uh, homosexual are forbidden. And we are told through the Ayatul Quran, through Surah uh, of the Prophet Lut, many times. And for uh, gender identity, it is clear in Islam that we have a binary system where a person will be identified either as male or female because there are sets of rituals, there are sets of um, fiqh that are attributed to each special gender, either male or female. And thus, um, the, what you call, a, a person identifying himself or herself uh, not as the gender they were born in, um, would have to admit that there will be problems in him or her performing rituals because these are clearly spelled out in the uh, Sharia. Now, these are very uh, thought-provoking issues because I'm not going to talk in the same way um, these issues are talked by certain conventions. Um, we know that in this era, um, human rights are being, uh, what do you call, um, a convention uh, that are sort of imposed on every state under the United Nations. Um, however, I would like to point that Malaysia has never agreed for uh, sexual orientation and gender identity or LGBTQ to be included as basic rights regarded as universal values. In 2011, during a meeting by the Human Rights Council, now what is Human Rights Council? It's actually a council made up of 47 states. And at that time, Malaysia is one of the council members. So South Africa uh, brought up a suggestion or a proposal that sexual orientation and gender identity should be made a universal values and should be accepted by all. And Malaysia, together with 18 more OIC states and some African states, 
rejected the idea that it is universal. So a few uh, member states like Pakistan said that the Western values should not be imposed you know, to other countries. These are not universal values. Uh, Mauritania, Senegal and other countries also gave remarks that we are not accepting uh, LGBTQ as an additional rights. Now, Malaysia adopted United Declaration of Human Rights when we have our own independence in 1957. But the initial UDHR uh, in 1948 does not include sexual orientation and gender identity. So, we should be clear that whatever human rights conventions that come to us later um, should not contradict with our federal constitution and our religious and Islamic values. Now, you may say that, you know, why do we have to discuss this um, with regards to religion and cultural values? In the next episode, I will explain that the prohibition by religion and cultural are not without reasons. And we can see the consequences or the medical implications because of um, accepting LGBTQ um, as a lifestyle, as basic, unchangeable, uh, what do you call, um, thing. In fact, I would like to reassure you that religions are more flexible, religions are more accommodative for everybody who have these issues of LGBTQ. Now, I'm not a homophobic or transphobic. I would never hate the person. But I think we should be firm and we should be evidence-based and we should be scientific enough to know that these prohibitions is towards protecting everybody from the medical harms, from the society's uh, implications and from the from our children into having an ideology that would be harmful for them. So that's all for now. Tune in to more of Usim's podcast series, which are very interesting, and you can also access um, Usim podcast through Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Um, we should have more interesting, thought-provoking discussions, and I can't wait to be all of to be with all of you in the next episode. Thank you very much. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi taala wabarakatuh.